The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. So now we in the hotel, mirrors on the ceiling. She says she want to blow L's. I hear her and I'm willing. But every time I smoke, well, a nigga mind gone. So that every time I spoke, well, I'm trying to put her on, but she couldn't hear me. I told her all about how we've been living a lie and that they love to see us all go to prison or die. Like, baby, look at how they show us on the TV screen. <laughs> J. Cole. But all she want me to do is unzip her jeans. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was my introduction to J. Cole right there, right there. Lights, please. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? What up? It's uh, shit you might have missed with the usual suspects. Um, the bringing in the show is T. Rich. Sitting to my left is Da Vinci Parks, aka Lee Bennett the Third. And you already know she's dialing in live from somewhere. K. Savage, heavily medicated. Just the way we like her. <laughs> Isn't it nice? It is, but with a ready opinion. So, you know. <laughs> Why not? I love it. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Look, just because I'm not informed about what's going on right now doesn't mean that I'm not informed enough in general to, like, you know, have an opinion. You wouldn't be on the show if, you, if, if, if that were not the case. I agree. I, for one, love your opinions. Again, would not be on the show if I... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what's up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this week in... Jump in. Why can't y'all just mind your business? Just mind your business. The shit ain't hard. Just mind your fucking business. We had two offenders. Oh, wow. um, I think they're calling her Corner Store Caroline. Yeah. And I just call her, the, I don't know, the, the lady in the hallway that was asking the man if he lives there. Yeah. So Corner Store Caroline um, was at a bodega and a nine-year-old and his mom walked by. The little boy turns. All of this is on video surveillance. The little boy turns and his backpack brushes against her dairy air. And she said, oh, my God, I've been assaulted. I've been assaulted by a kid. Call the police. Call the police. This baby starts crying, bawling. He and his little sister. Yeah. Um, and she's like, no, I know that this has happened. It's not the first time I've been sexually assaulted. Um, so then they had a follow-up video where they showed her the surveillance while videotaping her. Because she was like, no, I've never seen it. I don't know what happened. I don't watch TV, so I didn't see any of these things. And then she's like, oh, my bad. But it felt like a hand. I'm pretty sure it was a hand. I also never said I was going to call the police. I never said that. I just, you know, I was not actually speaking to the child. I was speaking to the mom. I don't. So all of, yeah, I don't understand why 
Yeah. Well, wasn't she was on the about... phone with her on the police and giving her number and address to the police? So that was just a very good like acting job. Exactly. She... Okay. Until I was about six or seven, I just randomly touched big breath because you know I was a breastfed baby and I liked them. They were squishy in your hands. Still do. But um, titties are great. Nobody ever looked at me as a child and was like, oh, my God, she's molesting me. Who the fuck looks at a nine year old with a backpack on with his mama and his sister and says, I feel assaulted. I who, who looks at a 12 year old boy and with a with a toy gun and looks at him as a grown man and shoots him in two seconds. The same ones that call Meghan Markle's other white sister, because I mean, Ooh, I she's just, a whole mess. The epitome of white women's tears. Oh, all of these people these aren't even feasible scenarios nobody believes this nine year old wanted to touch your butt at all Mm-mm. do you even have a butt that anybody wants to touch well so then the offender from yesterday I she think, had on loose boots was So the offender from yesterday um, caught a a black gentleman walking into their luxury building and she began to uh, attack him with words. Do you live here? Where do you live? I don't know you. I've never seen you. If you live here, why haven't you introduced yourself to your neighbors? He starts recording. Because like, you are dangerous. That's why. She's yeah. like, I don't know if you live here. I feel like I'm in danger. Meanwhile, let me get on this elevator with you because I feel so in danger and follow you to your apartment because I need to ensure that you live here. And then try to bar him after. He- and then call the police on him because, um, you know, minding your business is. Or, you know, you could be, you know, black babysitting two white kids. Yes. <laughs> that could happen. Yes. You know. Are you in danger? No. Okay. I'm still going to call the police. Yeah. Minding your business is absolutely fucking free. I promise you it is. Promise you. Cost you nothing. And he was just the babysitter. But what if he was the stepdaddy? Or the the father. Hmm. Just saying. I'm just... Uh, In related news, the National Review reported today yeah i saw that too on the roof. that white women is a racial slur or what do they call it a disparaging term so we're not supposed to call white women white women or white men white men or, or racist, racist racist because yeah. these are all disparaging terms and they're racial slurs Fuck and you and your white tears what what, what was the the wonderful false equivalent that was that was pointed out in the in the article about like we, five, I could, could you can find you can find easily find five black men who, who have murdered, murdered white, white women. women. To which Michael Harriet on the route pointed out, you can also just imagine if like five thousand people, five thousand people of forty six hundred ninety five black men who were arrested for murder in twenty sixteen because that's the last year that the mm-hmm. FBI has statistics. Out of that 4,600 roughly black men who were accused of murder, if they all killed white women, that would be 0.1% of the black population. Not 1%, but 1% 1 of of 1%. 1%. 
Yeah. So numbers work funny when you actually use them properly, don't eh, they? Who's got time for math or minding business? Nah, man. It's, like, it's always good for that that narrative, though. Like that, it sounds that, good when you say like, it that way. It, it's it's problematic, and I, we haven't used that. Well, I haven't used that word, but it's, I it's, can name five founding fathers who trafficked humans and raped them. I just feel like <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, like when I'm, I'm not. I'm not having these conversations with people anymore. And I'm also not saying things like slave owner and slaveholder. Let's call it what it is. Motherfucking human traffickers and rapists. Pedophiles at that. It's like the difference between looters and scavengers. Because the people in Florida now are scavenging for scavenging for scavenge. I don't like that word. Yeah, it's also immigrants. And Hurricane okay. Katrina. Uh, uh. Remember, they were they were immigrants. They were refugees. Refugees. That's I'm sorry. Refugees. Refugees, and they're they were like we from here. What are you talking about? Refugees from what? Human traffickers and religious fanatics <clears throat> who, you know what I'm saying, were part of what we would nowadays call cults. Came here and genocided, and then you know what I'm saying, proceeded to breed people that they held in captivity like it was going out of style. Fuck everybody. And a moral compass and a fucking opinions because that is what this nation is built on. Just don't That's call how I feel them about white it. women or white men. Okay, white <laughs> bitches. Which is like interesting to me because I remember when I was in undergrad, I went to a, a PWI and we had to write. Can you break down what PWI is? Predominantly white institution. I'm not saying it'd be funny. I didn't always know what that was. So just in case my listening doesn't know what PWI means. Cool, cool. Um, we had to write just like some really basic report just so we, the professor could get an assessment of our writing skills on like the last book we read. And I was writing about something, but the last book I read was about black people, but they're just people to me because I'm black too. Mm-hmm. And so, and they're people. Right. And, they're people, yeah. and so at some point the professor's like, oh, you should have said that they were black. I thought these people were white. I was like, that's not my fault. Why, do, why, would it, why did it matter? Oh my God. Why didn't you check the title, sir? No, I'm, no, I'm, sure, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm, I'm just asking the question. Why, why did it matter to the professor that... Because <laughs> nigga, black people, not people. That's why. But but more importantly, you know what I'm saying, sir. Why didn't you do your due diligence? It That's was like man. they're just people to me. It was a man, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it like man. if they were white, I would have said white people because I'm not white. It's like you know what? Like we can, we can have this conversation at a different time. It's like okay, we never did. Never Is there a conversation to have? Did it affect your grade? No. Of course not. I'm an excellent writer. But this not, I'm just <laughs> confused. Like, why, why, why was that a point of conversation? Though? I don't know. Because black people are not people. I know you're they being They certainly don't have right. like, so, <laughs> so, like, to... The best that I can think of is, like, to his mind, you know, his in his view, people means white people. Mm-hmm. And unless you state specifically that these people are not white, then any people are white people. Mm. But the experiences that she was writing about were clearly not white experiences. They were and so not. He was utterly confused because black people are not people. And not only that, 
But this is an experience that he's never read about in the five books about that are written by black people that he's ever re- read. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he certainly didn't recognize the name drop of an author. So he was just thoroughly confused and out of his depth. I don't remember what the what book was. was it was, book? but there was some some interaction between a, a a black person and a white person that I then said like, oh, da da da, this this white man or white woman or whatever, and he was like, oh, I just assumed everybody was white. I was like, well, why? <laughs> I don't I don't know why you. He's like, well, next time you should lead with that. I was like, well, why would I do that? Just have a conversation because he doesn't want to be startled into you know thinking that people of color are people. oh this normal ass discussion this normal ass life experience I'm reading about is happening to Negroes what the fuck <laughs> yes we have whole ass lives shocking isn't it absolutely shocking well, you know like you know it's, it's scientifically proven that Negroes just hatch you've never seen like a like a a baby Negro child. It's kind of like pigeons. You never see a baby pigeon. Is that why we're so angry? <laughs> never had a childhood. But that's a <laughs> lie because everybody agrees that black and Asian babies are the cutest. That's all a conspiracy. <laughs> no, it's not. It's really the truth. <laughs> There's these fat, cute little bundles of joy. Global warming. Wispy conspiracy. Hair. Look, scientists sometimes have political agendas. I'm just saying babies are innocent and pure and perfect and white. I'm just saying oh. that we need to separate them. I'm just doing what you were doing <laughs> earlier about black people ain't here. Like people, like, like, like well, I can't join in on the fun. Didn't you see random acts of flyness? That uh, the I, I right? saw the first episode and I, I don't know if I've recovered yet because I felt like I was on the LSD trip without the LSD. Uh, I watched a few, but I was just like, uh... I actually watched the whole thing because they had a they had a quick thing on him on the route where they were, mm-hmm. they were talking about uh, Malcolm Nance is his, is that his not, Terrence Malcolm, not Terrence, Terrence Nance, Nance yeah. Malcolm Nance is the guy in security and yeah yeah Malcolm, sorry I do that with names so I apologize Terrence Nance um, so I I watched a little something on him or whatever and after watching that it's like, okay I think I can watch Random Acts of Flyness now I just needed to have an understanding of what it was I was what did he say. Uh, it, it, well, basically, one it was is it was, it was not just him. So it was it was a bunch of writers slash directors who got together co- uh, collaboratively and just conveyed their artistic vision on how they felt about different things. How he kind of got into being a director by directing something he didn't really quite know that he was directing a movie or a full length film. He was just kind of expressing himself, and that's just kind of what happened. He was like, yo, he just had a lot of things that he was doing creatively. And he didn't know what was going to pop or when it was going to pop. He just went with it and, you know, you know, I guess along the ways he made inroads with people and made relationships and stuff like that. But um, the one about everybody dies, which was the one that's kind of disturbing. Well, like the lady who was like on the public access looking TV show, whatever, everybody mm-hmm. dies as she was singing. Um, the breakdown behind that is that's how she felt when she sees basically all these people being killed on the news by like police officers or whatever and not knowing how to unpack or process that rage. So it's just kind of like, you know, just that was a representation of her anger. Just a scene that or whatever. And it's like, that mm-hmm. makes way more sense now that I get that little bit of context. Yeah. Every time I watched that show, I either felt like maybe I wasn't high 
Yeah. Or maybe yeah. I wasn't a smart person. Yeah, I'm so far removed from like that stage of my life of being smart or high. So um, I, I needed that that bit of context so I can have, now that I understand, like, okay, I can totally play with that. It's bad because I'm, we're, we're, you and I, all three of us actually, are, you know, in some way artists, you know? So uh, when I don't get something and I know I'm supposed to, like, I feel like, this is on my wavelength. I'm just not understanding why there's a disconnect. And then like, okay, now I get it. I felt better about myself. No, when I watched that first episode, I watched, I, I felt like back when I was a, a kid growing up in the projects and all the girls would, would be jump, um, jumping double dutch mm-hmm. and I couldn't. And every time I would try to jump in the ropes, I'd just get hit up in the face mm-hmm. and then like pushed to the side. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't turn because I was double handed. That's mm-hmm. how I felt watching that episode. double handed? Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. I never heard of that before. It means you can't turn double dutch, so sit your ass on the side because you can't jump either. Damn, I never heard of double handed before. It's something about the way the ropes flop, mm-hmm. and if you don't have the the right rhythm, mm-hmm. then you get, you know. I mean, I was already like on the fringes because, like, I grew up there and I knew those people. But by the time the bus got to the school, our familiarity ended. Because I went to different classes, and they went to different classes. I want you to break this all the way down. I felt felt like you want to talk about some things. Are you trying to say you were better than them? I'm not trying to say I'm better than anybody, because we all had the same... We all went to sleep on the same goddamn streetlights. I'm just saying that when we went to school, we went to different classes. There's a separation. Right, but they were my friends. They, I, I mean, I could... Hang out with them, but I just, you know, just I had certain class. failings. It's <laughs> <laughs> not in class. Right. Your curriculum. But yo, when some shit popped off, yeah. they'd have my back, so that's what's up. So what you're saying is you had curriculum and they had lessons. Inside jokes. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So I just, yeah, sit on the grass, hugging my knees, looking and at just them. watching everybody else? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yo, but you get that single it. rope? I can fuck that shit up. Really? Turn as fast as you want. Just don't. Just... I've never seen a single rope turn that fast, though. You can't turn Now it that I fast. feel really weird because I liked and got it all. Don't feel weird. I bet you're just smarter than us and higher, usually. <laughs> I think that definitely is an advantage <laughs> that you have over me. Like, I just. You know, I, de- I, I never particularly feel high. Well, if you're in a but, constant state of highness, then it's that's hard. Your to, yeah, that's your that's your level. Like, like, like the difference is, what would you feel like if you ever came down? Like, oh shit, <laughs> I I'm don't just like more it down irritable. here. I'm just more irritable. I hear that from people who smoke, like on a consistent I went, basis. I went six months smoke free, and it was just like, yeah, I'm, I hate people. I don't like your <laughs> face. Mm-hmm. Basically, basically. I don't basically. like the way the skin comes together at the points where your lips meet, nigga. And I did a lot. <laughs> I, I did. I did a lot. Of, I did a lot of angry walking. Mm-hmm. A lot of like, you know, if I don't walk five miles today, I might seriously kill a bitch and a giant. You know what I'm saying? So let me go on and get these miles in. I did a lot of angry walking. I was um, always very relaxed so, when I smoked regularly. But I did decide, you know, at you know, one point in my life that I was going to either take the anti-anxiety medication or I was going to smoke weed. Weed I could not is anti-anxiety medication. Oh, they put, I, I spent a summer on Paxil. Uh-huh. Mm, that I sounds was, horrible. Great. Well, I had wonderful dreams 
you know, but it was like, okay, it makes me sleepy all the time. And then it killed my sex drive. And once I didn't want to masturbate anymore, I was like, I can't take this. So mm-hmm. I just stopped cold turkey. It's amazing. And I didn't even ask about it. I just told the psychiatrist and the therapist, you know, because you, you have to go to the psychiatrist once a month for a med check. And I just didn't show up to my, you know, my next med check. And I told the therapist, oh, yeah, let him know. I don't take that anymore. And she was like, why not? I was like, I don't want to masturbate. And I, I think that's a problem. So mm-hmm. I stopped <laughs> taking it. Um, yeah. Fair enough. I mean, you have to decide what you're going to live with. You know, and I think one of the things that we don't talk about with psychiatric medication is that there are a lot of side effects that people do not want to live with. So actually that you said that, um, I don't I don't know if you watch the show Shameless at all on Showtime. I do. Um, There's actually an episode that came out, I want to say not this past Sunday, but the one before uh, where Frank, who is William H. Macy's. Who, who William H. Macy plays. Basically, if you've never watched Shameless, it's a very, very good show. That's subjective. I think it's a very, very good show. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very, very good show. I think it addresses a lot of issues when it comes to people who are part of the have-not uh, swatch of the community. I think it addresses a lot of things socially, gender-wise, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway... Frank is a deplorable human being in every sense of the word. There's no redeemable qualities about Frank. If you ever mm-hmm. found something redeemable, he quickly dispel it and tell you he's just a shitbag human being. So, um, but he's very entertaining on on screen. Um, all that being said, uh, Frank's liver was failing in this particular episode, and he had to go to the ER and said, "Okay, well that's cool. Like you know, they have this this new uh, medication, uh, and it, it just got approved." It's uh, only it's only twenty dollars a month, uh, so I don't have health insurance. He's like, oh well, in that case, it's going to be about two thousand dollars a month. He's like, he's like two thousand dollars a month because I don't have medical insurance. We said, like, well, yeah, well, there's the generic. Uh, it's like, oh well, how much is the generic? It's like about thirty dollars a month. It's like, okay, well, I'll take that. He's like, okay, well, I, I have to tell you about the side effects. And she's like, yeah, and like uh, uh, facial par- uh, paralysis. Um, um, partial blindness and just running down the list of things of just gout. It was just all these crazy like side effects, and they got down to like and impotence, and that was the one thing that he <laughs> balked at. Like I'm telling you, the like the list of things that were on the for side effects. And the, the good thing about I think about Shameless is they don't typically throw stuff out there. There's not actually a thing. So these medications are probably legit medications. It's probably like a legit thing in terms of the difference between the two and how things how things work, whatever. Um, they've been focusing a lot on consent and um, health and and, and uh, voting and all that stuff in the last few episodes. So I just thought that was interesting that you mentioned that. So I'll just throw that out there because it's like, I think uh, it's interesting how healthcare is. Oh, I was when, when before they knew what was actually wrong with my stomach, they put me on a uh, Pepsid, Prevacid. I don't know. I've been through a lot of medications, but it made me smell funny. So I stopped taking it because I was like, I don't like the way I smell. Did it actually work though? Not really. Okay. But even if it did, it didn't matter because I literally could not stand the smell of my clothes. Like I did, it didn't smell like me. So <clears throat> it was like smelling a stranger, but I was like smelling myself. I was like, no, I can't live like this. So can I ask um, a question? And, I, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you're you're clear with what you're saying, but I just like to ask this for the sake of clarification. 
do you think the medication was affecting the way you smelled, like your olfactory no, it, senses, it, it, or is actually no, affecting it, your scent? I think it altered my body chemistry, okay. and what I smelled was the medication coming out of my pores, and I didn't like the way it smelled. I mean, like when I go into the hospital, I can smell the Benadryl come out of my pores. I can smell the morphine or whatever they give me, uh, the Dilaudid usually coming out of my pores. Like it smells sweet and sticky. <clears throat> Excuse me. When I'm sick, I can smell sick coming off of my body. Like mm-hmm. I know a lot of times when I have a cold, just because like I can taste the cold in my mouth before I may even have like real serious symptoms. I can smell sick. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. that's not, yeah, I know when Mo is sick. You know, I know when Mo is sick because I can smell it on him. I can smell when he drinks Grey Goose vodka. It's mm-hmm. just... Mm. So I have a very good sense of smell, but Joe's is on 100. <laughs> well, also maybe related something... to her amount of time spent around doctors and hospitals because a lot of nurses can smell like yeah. different types yeah. of sick. And it's also but... probably like just your body's way of like basically developing a defense mechanism to kind of like give you an early warning system. Well, I think because of my allergies, I do have a really acute sense of smell. But like, I think just because I've spent a lot of time, like Takiya said, in hospitals or like in situations like I can smell a yeast infection, you know, or like and not just like in like on a woman, but like I can smell like athletes feet in the gym. I can smell like you should not get in a jacuzzi because you will get out of there with a yeast infection. Like I just smell a lot of things. I smell mold. Um, we had a leak in our roof and I told, you know, the property manager probably like four or five months ago, I was like, yeah, the roof leaks. And she was like, I, we don't have any. I was like, I can smell it. And she was like, she looked at me like I was crazy. But you know what they did two weeks ago? Repair the roof. There was a crack in my sewer pipe when I lived in um, San Diego. And if you left the toilet seat up, it would wake me up in the middle of the night to the point where like people who would come and stay with me would be like, oh, my God, how do you know I left the toilet seat up? Because I can smell it. Like it would literally wake me up in the middle of the night. Like somebody would go to uh, pee in the middle of the night but wouldn't put the seat down. I'd be like, please put the toilet seat down. They'd be like, how do you know? Because I can smell it. And this went on for months and months and months. And then like maybe about a year and a half after I lived there, it turned out that there was a, a crack in the main sewer line you know, at the street. And what I smelled was the methane gas coming up from the sewer pipes. It's backing up. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. My nose is amazing. Yeah, I can tell. You might want to be like a, like a Brian Griffin. Family guy. Like, be like a. Oh, the super tasters. (laughs) Super smeller. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You would not have enjoyed yourself at the Moomoo Fresh concert. (sighs) Not because Moomoo Fresh didn't do her thing, cause she she did her thing. But we had somebody at the at the at the concert just smell like straight up guts. It was awful. I'm it's like it's like it's it, coming in waves. And let me tell you, it was so bad that we could not figure out. Like I was convinced personally that it was somebody's breath, while other people were conf- convinced it was it was they were busting ass. That's how bad it was. You couldn't even identify what type of guts you were smelling. It was just guts. It's probably garlic and ass. I don't know. Mm, but she was grabbing her stomach, so. She was. Did it smell particularly rotten? I can't even tell you what it was, yo. It was or just was it frustrating. Funky? It was it was it was everything. It was it was it was it was It actually Well, was. I say that because you know a lot of people can smell cancer, they just don't know it. Mm. Well, all four of us smelled it. It was bad. I I turned mm. to uh Cam. I was like <laughs> I was like, I know this ain't your brand, but did, are you tooting? It's wow. like no. No, nah, man. It was no. bad. It's like it's like when you think about it, if you're behind somebody and the whole row behind you 
is getting doses of what you putting out. Then she kept wanting to stand oh. up. and I felt bad for her, man, because at some point champion, they were like though. hugged up and then he then was he like leaning away. leaning away from her. Yeah. And she was Ooh. like trying to post up on him, and he just looked at her and was like, "You know, a little bit more." I was like, "Dude, you're gonna be in the fucking aisle in a minute. There's nowhere else for you to go. The show is sold out. You gotta sit there and take it. You should have addressed this before y'all left the house." Oh my god, I feel like like he deserves a medal. The bad thing is, like like you know, the the reward would be like you know, let him squish the booty. But at the end of the day, like you don't want no pause of that. <laughs> that is not the you like to think that there's some type of filtration process happening. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. I feel bad for her because I'm pretty sure she was well, very uncomfortable with the fact that she was rocking the way she was. But well, some people she didn't leave, have though, a body so. odor. Body odor can be an actual condition for people. So yeah, I I don't know. I I don't know. It was it was interesting. Yeah, it was not pretty. Um, are you guys gonna talk about your favorite person at your favorite person's house? Who? Are you about to do this really? I was gonna I was not gonna say anything. I was asking if you guys were gonna <sighs> nah, talk about it. I was it. good. I, we could we could talk about the TI reaction. <laughs> Who's my favorite person? Kim's funny. husband. Uh. Oh, see, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I who I can't even, I'm good. Uh, can't even I'm, say I'm, I saw I saw that you know Blue Ivy and Nori can't be friends no more and I was a little sad about that because they didn't sever all ties which means ultimately the kids been cut off because um, the adults been stopped talking to each other I'm sure I feel like this I don't want to talk about anything other than why people should be on medication and I don't want to talk about anything other than people who have survived unmedicated parents and unmedicated partners coming out and talking about their horror stories and how, you know, unsafe you feel in that kind of environment, even if there's no actual threat of violence. Just the, the fact that there's you know, when you live with somebody who's that mentally unstable, you know what I'm saying? You're always walking on eggshells because you never know what's going to you know bring them up or take them down or send them on a rant. And so I just feel like we need to be focusing more on what Keenan Thompson was saying when he said we all felt like we were held hostage than what's actually coming out of the man's mouth. Because what's coming out of the man's mouth is, you know, like the, the symptoms Word of salad. his, you know, mental instability. And so nothing about what he has to say is at all relevant because he's not being medicated. And I think the thing that we don't actually want to talk about is he's not medicated and he just dropped another album and motherfuckers don't want to actually address the fact that he is tolerable, unmedicated as long as he is making people money. So as long as he produces product, they don't give a fuck. And I think that the bigger issue is that we hold up as role models for whatever reason, people who will mutilate themselves to the point where it's them and the people who love them no longer recognize themselves in order to keep this capitalist machine going. And that's a fucking problem. So the thing that I have um, great concerns about, in addition to the things you just said, Christy, is, um, and it's probably kind of the, it's probably pretty much the same thing. Wife, why are you letting your husband parade out like this? I'm concerned about, less concerned about her, but like his children, like 
having to that toxic ass environment that they living in. Yeah. Because I don't care how comfortable the cage is, they all being held prisoner by him, which is why she did not blink at all when he said he was moving to Chicago and people asked her about it. She was like, we've lived apart before because what she cannot say, what she will not allow herself to say because they all caught up in this image is this nigga is crazy. I cannot get him to take his medication. And for the health and safety of my children, I prefer he take his ass to Chicago because I love him. I'm not going to abandon him. You know what I'm saying? But we can't live like this. But she's never going to say that. One of the side effects um, sometimes, and I I think it should be stressed that no side effects, no side effect affects everyone and no side effect affects everyone the same way. But sometimes one of the side effects of taking um, a mood stabilizer when you have bipolar disorder is that your artistic ability is tamped down. Mm -hmm. And I can see being an artist, why that would be so distressful for him. However, having dated someone who had bipolar disorder, who did not like to take his medication because he was an artist and it it made him feel muffled. The shit is scary. You don't always know. This was my, this is my opinion. I'm not saying Kim is scared. I'm not saying she's anywhere blinking twice for yes and three times for no. I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes, you know, things can be all great. And then next thing you know, you're sitting up against the wall with a motherfucker talking about how they're going to kill you or showing up to your job, threatening your life. So, or, or, or even if it's not personal safety, it's just somebody ranting or threatening to kill themselves or just being in a total state of, you know, uncontrolled mania, even if it's not actually violence directed mm-hmm. at anybody, even if the words aren't violent, to be with somebody who is not in control of their mental processes is 100% terrifying, no matter what the scene looks like. And it's exhausting. Because they are always up. They don't need they don't need eight hours, six hours, five hours, two hours sleep. They're just they're just going. And they are catnapping and And that shit is tiring. I will say never mind. So that that ten minute rant that happened at his friend's house. Um just watching it, I was like the whole male energy shit and Superman and trapdoors and Constitution and Thirteenth Floor. And I was like, you know what? I just I I I can't devote. I I, I can't. And, do this. and nobody's even asking easy hard questions like, so Kanye, you know, when was the last time you slept? You know, are you eating? Um, you know, who, who are you hanging out with? You know what I'm saying? Who is actually around you? Cause I feel like there's a lot of people who are coming on a client, you know, and, and kind of like customer client basis, but you know, he doesn't have any friends right now. It's, Oh, he can either produce something for me, you know what I'm saying? And it's acceptable or he can't, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm just going, you know, say whatever it is I have to say. I just, but but it's it's clearly a mental health issue, and I just the fact that it's being framed in any other way, I think, is to me so problematic. Um, I just. Were you gonna say something, Da Vinci? Nah. 
And if I was one of his good friends and I felt like or had been one of his good friends in the past and I felt like I had to put out a statement saying that we were severing all ties, you know, I would also have to mention, you know, that I am worried about his personal health and safety, because I think that, you know, if you feel like you need to distance yourself, then you also need to, you know, you you put your personal in the public sphere. And I feel like if you want to put your personal in the public sphere like that, then, you know, this isn't necessarily a call out or intervention, but you do also need to mention. And by the way, you know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) there's something going on and I'm concerned. So wait, and just did, leave did that it at happen? that. Did somebody so like there was a public statement where he outside of the TI one where TI was like basically, but like somebody else like basically like I'm done. I think the Carter Knowles has issued a statement saying that they were severing all ties. That's what I saw. I mean, I didn't read the article, but that's the headline oh, that I read. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't hear that one. I was like, I was like, I, I, I just kind of like, I, I don't even click on shit that talks about Kanye in this state because. We're not talking about the state that he's in. And that's the real problem. Mm -mm. And we don't want to talk about the state that he's in because it's the creativity that they want. I, I. I mean, we, we, we talked about this with Prince. We talked about this with Michael Jackson. We will love our celebrities to death. Literally. Elvis. They loved Elvis to death. They loved Michael Jackson he ate, to he death. Ate peanut butter and bacon sandwiches. No I mean, shade, but somebody can say, you know, Michael Jackson took a propofol to go to sleep. Is that what it was, propofol? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, so, you know, I mean, Prince died in the elevator of a fentanyl overdose, you know, and basically mm-hmm. was buying shit off the black market because, or, and had prescriptions in everybody's names, you know what I'm saying? Like, why is he taking this dosage of narcotic unattended? Uh, you know, we don't want to so talk about the. I, well, I mean, no, I, I, I'm not. Think... I'm not saying. I'm. I'm saying if you are going and getting these prescriptions in your name, dude, he can't be left alone. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we don't want to actually talk about the conditions. And one of the things that we don't do when we talk about the conditions is talk about the mechanisms that got them there. In other words. You want to keep your privacy. So because you want to keep your privacy, we want to leave you home alone with these heavy narcotics unattended. But in good conscience, we shouldn't leave anybody unattended with this much medication. So here's what I was I can't I can't speak um, fully to either Prince or Michael Jackson in terms of like who was there. But from my understanding with Prince, Prince has a staff at his had a staff because he's not no longer with us, rest in peace, but had a staff at Paisley Park. Um, right, but he died alone in the he elevator. Did, he did die alone. Like, the smile's not going to be with him 100% of the time. But, but that's the problem right there because we don't actually, even in the silo of Paisley Park, we can't talk about the fact that this is a problem. So we actually leave these people in conditions where they can die. Whitney Houston should have never been allowed to be in a bathroom by herself for more than five minutes at a time without somebody opening up that door. Period. End of story. Because we know the state she's in. But if everybody is in denial, then we don't actually address the problem, even behind closed doors. Yeah, I, but I think, that, and I'm not. I'm. I understand what you're saying, and, and you know, what I'm saying I, I don't want to sound like I'm refuting it. I'm just trying to add a, a layer in the sense that there's also 
a lot of times where these are people who are very intentional and willful about what they want and they're used to having things their way. And if you don't do things their way, then you have no particular use for them or you don't have an ability to be in their presence. So I'm not rich. I'm not famous, but I totally like things my way. And the people who are around me, especially when I'm sick, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that I'm barking orders, but what I'm saying is I want very specific things and I need things done in a certain way because of how I feel. Nobody allows me to be unattended, no matter what I say. They but you're may not allow rich and you're not be, famous. You're right, but nobody allows me to be in the bathroom without, you know what I'm saying, opening the door every five or ten minutes and being like, are you okay? Yo. Is everything good? Because they're not going to let me die, but that's because I'm not in denial. What I'm saying is the culture of silence permeates even the, the, the group. I, I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'm just saying it's one. Like I don't. I, what I don't want to do is I don't want to conflate Michael Jackson and Prince with with Kanye. That's one. Two. What I don't want to do is I, I don't want to look at it from perspective solely of like uh like I can't be left alone with it because again like yo Prince was on a plane like a, like a week before he passed away and he like coded on a plane. Mm-hmm. They knew what his they knew what his state was. They knew he was in in, in a bad way or whatever. And I, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not. I'm. I'm I feel that he should have had somebody with him. But at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure if Prince tells you, you know, I don't want this or that or third, people are going to at some point acquiesce. Like Kanye. And that's really what it comes down. It comes down to acquiescence and capitulation. That's what I think it comes down to. I'm not saying culture silence isn't a part of it, but I think there's very much a real part of like people are used to putting people around them that are going to ultimately say yes. Ray Charles was a blind man, but he was a heroin addict for the better part of his life. I mean, somebody had to get him heroin on a regular basis. True. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I can't put any more plainly than that. How do you get to heroin if you're blind? Other than you well, got somebody getting it for you. And I people mean, can say, we love you, and nah, da 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 They'll find well, somebody else to do it, and they'll say, oh, this per- I can't trust this person, and da 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 so forth and so on. He was blind, but he could also see a little bit. I mean, eight out of ten people who are legally blind in this country have some vision. I thought he was 100% blind. No, he's legally blind. What? I did not know that. I thought Most people blind, aren't blind. in absolute darkness. I thought he was Just blind, blind, and his eyes were slow, so shut, but okay. Sold? Wow. Some people do that when they're blind. I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I think it's shit I heard. I don't know. I don't know. I once worked with a patient. <laughs> I who, thought he was blind. I once worked with a patient who plucked his eyes out. Yeah. They weren't sewn shut though, yeah. so it was kind of freaky when. But no, I mean, I get what you're saying. You know, people get paid to do it, but you know what? A nigga loved Richard Pryor so much he said, "I'm not going to sell you no more coke." And that was one. And guess what? Richard went somewhere else. Got it. That's my entire this point. Is true. This There's is some true. people and like willing that I'd rather be there around and I could actually maybe every now and then I could put up a stance here and there if I feel like you're in a really bad way. But like, you know, it's like you like if you say no enough times or whatever, no matter how much that person you think you love that person and they love you or whatever, if then it's Prince was in pain and he was a witness and he did not want to get surgery, so he medicated. Michael was in pain because sleep is necessary and he was a witness and he did not want to get, you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, they, they were already doing things in a, in a roundabout way, you know, in terms of like, you know, not wanting to, you know, 
upset the their their order of things. So like that in and of itself was kind of a tricky thing for both of them. I, well, I th- I think you know when people benefit from your fucked upness, you know what I'm saying? They will not help you get healthy. And so ultimately, I think the issue with Kanye is that, you know, people benefit from his fucked upness and there's a certain amount that they're willing to tolerate. And even now, I'm sure that there are people who are not saying nothing, you know, because, you know, he'll pull it together or he'll medicate, you know, or maybe one day he'll just, you know what I'm saying, not be so bad. And they don't want to rock the boat. But it's like, dude, if somebody don't rock the boat, that nigga going to drown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I would argue though, in the, the difference with with Kanye, the difference with Kanye is if if he got the proper treatment and and I I don't think the the only people that would not benefit from him getting quote unquote well would be the media. I think he can still be productive and 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 be a productive artist. I think he could be uh, productive. Now, see, and, and I, don't, I don't know. But but then the question becomes: Does he make slow art, or does he make commercial art? Because you know, but like, he has an option to do either if he wants. He's been in the game long enough. He can do either well, one he, if he wants. Technically, he has enough money to make slow art. But I think the reality is, slow art is probably the only art that he can make healthily. Um, and that's the choice you have to make. And also, if he's accustomed to working at a certain amount, mm-hmm. then once you're medicated and you're functioning at a, a on a normal quote unquote normal schedule, you can't meet those same demands. Mm-hmm. So then, do you start? Manic, yeah, right, right. Um, I mean, but at the end of the day, he's he's an artist. Artists push shit all the time, and because he's Kanye, he can do shit like, well, I'm Kanye. I mean, he was doing, yeah. he's, he's done that pretty much his entire career where like, you know. But, but, but it's like Takiya was saying, like he has to be willing to say, I'm going to remake my whole life in order to be healthy. I don't I'm disagree with that. I'm going to remake all the expectations that people have on me. That's fine. I was saying that too. Everything. What, what I'm saying yeah, is if he did I mean, that, but, if he did that but, I don't think, I don't think that that would negatively I mean, impact him. But that's, well, Will it negatively affect his lifestyle at the end of the day? Probably not because he's got enough money. He could always cash it, in on no, that. No, like, no, no. But but but, but let's but let's but let's talk about there's 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 different costs. There's different types of costs. That is true. Does he want to bear the social cost of possibly ostracizing people who only like him for product? I mean, I think you know, I, I was having a conversation with a mutual friend of ours, you know, recently about how really famous people don't actually know who likes them and who doesn't. They don't know who likes them because they are who they are or because of who they are. You ain't got to be really famous for that. Well, no. It's amplified when you're really famous, yeah. But John David Washington was talking about that. Well, well, and I think it's amplified when you're really famous because at some point when you get to be Kanye famous, your whole entire social circle is basically famous people. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure that he's not in contact with very few people that, you know, he grew up with. He got a cousin that was trying to blackmail him with a stolen laptop. So the reality is it ain't too much family that he probably fuck with. I mean... Kanye does not know anymore who likes him 
for who he is. And, you know, what that means is that he doesn't know who is going to be there with him through the change. So the reality is, yes. Can he stand the material cost of making slow art? Absolutely. But can he bear the social, spiritual, you know, all those other existential costs that go along with it? Remaking yourself is really hard because Mm -hmm. in order to remake yourself, you have to destroy yourself. And while he may already be destroying himself, you know, on one level in the public, as far as his image is concerned and burning a lot of bridges with his relationships, Inside, on some level, he's maintaining what he feels to be a status quo. And so he's got to break out of everything that he knows in order to do differently. And, you know, that is a very scary thing. And the only thing that makes people want to do that is to be tired of the state that they are in. And so the question becomes, will Kanye get tired before the exhaustion of this, you know, state that he's in kills him? All that makes sense to me, what you just said. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with anything you said. I, I, I was merely suggesting when it comes down to it, I mean, like there's a cost in everything you do. But and sometimes, those, some, those, huh? The, but those existential costs are yeah. way more burdensome than being broke. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, he still got Kim K money if he, if he doesn't play his, his, yeah, his cards Yeah, that's what I was going right. to say. Like, it's, his but, lifestyle yeah, yeah. from a day-to-day perspective, from a materialistic perspective, wouldn't necessarily have to change. Yeah. Um, but again, I agree with Christy that even if he still has a, a house and, I don't know, 30 cars to drive and you know, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Is he able to deal with who he has to wake up and look at in the mirror every day? And But that's, Is you that, know what? I, I, would, I would simply say to that, that's a question that we should all ask ourselves every day. We need to take inventory. I don't ask myself that every day. Yeah. I ask myself that several times, maybe throughout a month. But okay. I don't ask myself that. Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, okay. Right, maybe right, right. That's a, but that's, that's something we should be asking ourselves regularly. We should be taking regular inventory of who we are, what we're doing, why we're doing it, what's the value of what we're doing, is this what we're trying to do, how is it being perceived. All these things are, that's all things that we're supposed to do as responsible adults and human beings. A lot of us don't do it. What we should, air quotes, should be doing something along those lines. Now, again, to go back to my initial point with, uh, like, uh, uh, I think that the difference between Michael, Prince, and Kanye, Kanye is very public with his shit. Michael and Prince were very private with his shit. We didn't know that Michael was taking propofol. And that's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, like, yeah. We didn't know Prince was you, taking fentanyl. You know, he runs the risk of, like, okay, if I decide now that I want to make myself over and go live this quiet life, then it's just looked at as, like, you know, him burning out and... Mm-hmm. And Don't he, can, he can still sell that story later on. He can sell that story later on. Like, yeah, I, these are my wild days, and this is why I was wild, and so forth and so on. And he can make a whole new thing, and he can build an image off of that. And then if he wants to, he can go back to being old Kanye at any point in time, whatever old Kanye you want to pull mm-hmm. from. But when it comes to, to Prince, though, like I don't see the, the, the benefit in terms of you know the whole... like. Well, we we'll just stay silent because at the end of the day, if like this guy passes away, then the gravy train ultimately stops. So, I mean, I mean, if Kanye dies, the gravy train stops. If Kanye dies, you know, his kids I don't, are I, I, Again, we 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 uh, true, true. If he passes away, I mean, speaking from the prince's perspective, 
if he passes away, the gravy train stops. But also if you, you know, try to correct this behavior, the possibility that the gravy train stops also exists. Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier. So, yeah, so it's like, you know, we'll yeah. ride this train till the shit falls off the tracks. We yeah. don't know how like but, it's been going this but, long, so yeah, but I then mean, I also feel like with people like Prince with Michael Jackson, the gravy train don't really stop. It just pauses and the beneficiaries might shift. But, mm-hmm. you know, it really just kind of becomes more lucrative because now that family has done all the things be. that he did not want done. Oh, a Prince? Because, because, mm-hmm. because, yeah. because, because all the money is now to be made because mm-hmm. there's no new Prince material coming out. There's a, you know what I'm saying? in that and, vault. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and what's in the vault, and, so, and we remix this, and we remaster Purple Rain, and we're gonna put all your music on Spotify, and we're gonna girl, let it be here. We're gonna put it in commercials. It's you know all of the things that he vehemently opposed. Um, um, holographic images of you, mm-hmm. or whatever. Although he said that's demonic, and he doesn't want that mm, done. Kinda is. Everybody yeah. wants to be an Elvis because to this day, Elvis is still one of the highest paid dead celebrities. Yeah. And the reality Mike, is, Mike put that like, on the, put that to rest real quick. We might die though. <laughs> Mike said, "If there's any question who the king is, holla at me." Well, Amy Winehouse's father is about to do a a whole holograph tour for her. I mean, no? I just you know, mm-hmm. art, look, artists. By the way, that documentary is sad. Is he was trash. Oh my god, that documentary is like. Have you seen the Amy documentary? Oh my gosh, that documentary is heartbreaking. No, because everyone she was so young. keeps talking about what trash he is. Mm-hmm. And I so just the boyfriend was too, the mm-hmm. husband. I I so I actually feel a way about like I know that children should be allowed to follow their dreams. And I know that I like movies and TV shows that employ children. And so it's a catch 22 because I like art that employs children. But the way I feel about child stars is nobody should look at their child and see them as a a paycheck or a retirement check Mm -hmm. or any kind of, you know, like, form Access. of familial support or asset and i feel like the power <clears throat> dynamic gets all fucked up because ultimately the kid ends up being everybody's employer you know or they Michael are Jackson. the reason why everybody else exists and lives and has a place to live and so it just becomes you know too much pressure and so i i'm not sure sh- and and then i don't know that children should be subject to all that media attention that goes you know, actually back to Michael Jackson, though, because what you just said, Michael Jackson acknowledged when he was like nine years old. He said, I realize that I'm the reason why my family is what they are right now, why they're, why they're surviving. I'm right, the whole, like that's that's, a hell, he's the breadwinner at like seven years old for an entire right, like, big ass family. Like that's too much. And so I feel like these monitors and these datagers or whatever you want to call them, like I feel like. I feel like it's child abuse mm-hmm. and it can I feel be. like yeah. they encur- they ultimately encourage their children to do things that are like probably counter to like their personhood and that are really bad for their spirit. And it just, I don't want to see that because like, it's just, I mean, don't, no, I, I don't I don't want to see that for the same reason. I don't think that we should ever say the names of people who go and commit mass shootings in public. We should not ever say their names aloud in the media because it gives them a platform. And I just feel like I don't want to 
give that man another nickel or dime. I don't want to contribute to that. And I also just don't want to watch, you know, him abuse, you know, his child, you know, or they try didn't really and justify. show him that. I mean, they, they, he there was, were, there he were was, a couple of scenes. Yeah, I think there was, was one. Like, towards the end, he was definitely, like when they were on vacation. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And there was yeah. one where they were on vacation, and, and this like, couple a, wanted to take a, a picture with her or something, and he was like, you know, she oh, was just dude, trying to relax, dude. and he's like, oh, you, you know. Just do it, Amy. Just do it. And it right, like, right. Oh. Like, I don't want to see any of that, because, like, as far as I'm concerned, the ch- the parent's role on set or in the child's life is to be the shelter. But he didn't even have a role. He wasn't even things. there. That's the bad part about it. He jumped in after she found success. And like, oh, by the way, I'm back and I'm just going to inject myself. It I was, mean, the, and, the that's, song, and that's even worse. The song is, is My dad very true to not form. to go to rehab. Right. Yeah, like, that was not, like, like, just a cute line. Like, that was legit. Like she's like, I think I'm gonna go to rehab. He's like, you don't need to go to rehab. He's like, oh fuck, my father said I don't need to go to rehab. I'm not gonna go to rehab. That was a legit thing. I was like, oh, you are a dick. And it's like so crazy because I, I saw her once in Philadelphia, and she was so drunk. Dude, why is it? She was so. I've wasted. seen the, I, most of the stuff I've seen of her singing her ass off, but wasted, mm-hmm. wasted. And she was talented. And I didn't you know, know she was that young. Mm-hmm. When she passed, I was like, man, and how, man, how tiny she was and just, it was, it was bad. It's, it, but I mean, you, you think about you for, you know, for Amy Winehouse, you got like a, uh, I, I think one of the biggest joints of one people who actually made it to the other side is Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore was 13 years old and Hollywood Club was partying with her mother coked out at 13. But also another thing is it's very she important. She was doing coke on the set of E.T. at eight. It's also important to remember, um, even though it is legal, detoxing from alcohol is much more dangerous than detoxing from any other drug yes. because you can literally die. Die. Mm-hmm. Literally. Like it, almost, like you have to be titrated mm-hmm. off of it because you cannot go cold turkey with a serious um, alcohol problem. It you, Your body will literally go into shock from not having the alcohol in your system. Shut down. So, Mm-hmm. Those people actually have to be weaned off. It needs to be done in a medical setting. Mm-hmm. They have to be given all kinds of other medication, usually sedatives and, you know, other things to help them, you know, manage, you know, the physical symptoms of it all. I mean, I don't think people understand detox is dangerous right. in any drug, but especially alcohol and heroin. Though Those are two of, you know, like going Heroin's so bad they get those. you hooked on some other shit just to get you off the heroin. It's very uncomfortable. Um, yeah. I'm just saying, but a lot of times they'll give you something that's just as addictive as heroin to get you off of heroin and then right, you're right, right. that shit. So I'm just, 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 just say no. If you haven't already said yes. What? Well, and I think the other reality is, you know, if you don't, if you, if you want to kick your addiction, you got to go to therapy and really like dig in the dirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's got to be, again, a want. That's the same thing you were saying, Kanye. That has to be a legitimate want and nobody can make yes. it. That's what made, that's going back to the Amy Winehouse thing. That's what kind of made it. She was at a point where she was tired and she was ready. But the people who she relied upon to like, you know, just say, yeah, do that shit. We're, we support you. We're like, nah, don't. Fuck that. And they made mm-hmm. it about them. The father and the husband made that shit. Her wellness about her. And unfortunately, when you see a lot of stars flame out and kill themselves, either was like actually taking their life or 
they, their body just gives out like Amy Winehouse is the guy the uh, the DJ dude the Avicii or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there there are a couple people because he he had the same narrative like I am tired of doing this, but all the people around him were like no 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 you got these shows keep to do running though. keep running and I think it's easy like going to what you were saying about the childhood stars I think it's easy to kind of push those those kids because kids typically have a boundless well of energy. And you can push them and they're cute. And while they're cute, you can put them in all these different things. And I think it's very hard because that's not a way for anybody. I don't think it, most people are are built for fame. You know what I'm saying? We got to understand like for most of human history, most people weren't known outside of their very small sphere of people. Like, you know, you were in a village and people in your village might, everybody in your village might have known you if you got a small enough village, but... You know what I'm saying? Now it's like you literally can be known around the world. And that's not, the human psyche ain't built for that, especially as a kid and developing as a kid. And like if that changes, like that amount of adulation and attention changes and people don't view you the same and you're not getting the same amount of attention and maybe you have some shit like you want to be like Shad or formerly known as Bow Wow, where you start I think the only people shit. who are really good at handling fame seem to be people who have pretty healthy family systems that the personalities in these systems are large enough that they can, their energy seems to be able to help contain the energy of the people around them. So like, you know, I think about, you know, Bono seems to have a really good, you know, family system around him that keeps him grounded as far as like, you know, I think that if you come home to a regular wife and kids and you are forced by your partner to lead a normal life at home and yeah, that no, you have to be in a certain amount of routine, that that can bring a lot of people balanced. But I, I think, think that's more has to do with Bono. I, I think it's Bono because you selected that partner, yeah, but it's yeah. also the fact that your partner can say, dude, when you come in the house, there's some shit that you like, like we all know in our relationships, you know, I think that it's easy for somebody like Bono to constantly bring work home. He's friends with his bandmates. So, you know, they're probably interacting with each other on a personal level, not just also a work level. And I think that it can be probably very easy for people who do have that going on to bring work home. And I think that there are a lot of people who are like, no, you can't do that here. Like Gene Simmons, I think he's kind of an asshole as a person, Mm -hmm. you know, but you know, what I saw from, now you being, really? I mean, but but like when you see him with his family, there's some shit that his wife is just not having in their home. I mean, the same like, thing with Ozzy Osbourne to a certain extent. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I heard Gene Simmons. Uh, I pictured Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne legit. So when you said Ozzy Osbourne, I was like, yeah, oh yeah. shit, that's what I had in my right. mind. Yeah. Sharon, Sharon, <laughs> right? No, but 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 like his wife has told his wife has told him like, no, you can't do that here at the kitchen table, or like that that is work related and that does not come into this this sphere here. We're doing family time. And yes, that has a lot to do with the people, but it also has a lot to do with the spouse or the partner standing their ground and saying, this right here is our domain and I am protecting my family. Or even like uh, to a uh, 
probably a smaller percentage of the population. Um, just having some insight. Ariel Winters, that's on uh-huh. Modern Family. Mm-hmm. Her mom's a whole mess. And she's like, uh-huh. I'm I'm ema- emancipating myself from you because you're a whole mess. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be bothered with you. And this was when she was... There are a couple kids who emancipated him. Macaulay Culkin emancipated or himself. 14 or something like that. Right. Yeah. Because they, they uh-huh. fucked off his, his money. So here's what I would say. Um... I think it's circumstantial. I think, I think, I mean, I don't know enough about Bono and his home life or whatever. I'll take your word for it because I know you just have a wealth of information about random shit. So, like, I, I thoroughly trust your, your, your assessment of, of Bono. What I will draw from is I watched a documentary years ago called Beyond the Mat, and it was a documentary on wrestlers. And one thing stuck in my mind above all things is oh, well, one, two things actually, because Nick Foley is a is a madman, so that stuck in my mind. The whole thing about how he takes wrestling so seriously. The other thing was Jake the Snake is a crackhead. I don't know if he still does crack, but like he was like legit like on crack. Like they showed him smoking crack. But he said something that was so like poignant and stuck in my mind, and literally affected how I looked at relationships moving forward. And he was like, yo, he's basically like, yo, like, I'm a wrestler, I'm an entertainer, and I travel 250 days out of the year. You know, and I go to I go to different cities every night, I'm performing, whatever, and everybody wants a piece of the show. And I'm I'm paraphrasing. And he says, you know, the first it starts off like, you know, you want to be faithful and all that stuff and whatever. And then it comes down to it, like, oh, like one woman gets in the hotel room, then it's two women, then it's two women with toys. Then there's two women with toys and drugs. And then you got to go home to your regular ass wife. So I, I really think it comes down to the individual and what their values are and what those what they're set at when they attain fame. Because that's it, whatever your values are, they're going to be challenged. But if you don't have enough, huh? I said, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't have enough within you, to actually step up to that challenge once you... I mean, it's like, dude, like you don't even have to be famous. Like Somebody listening out there might have said, well, I'm going to stop doing this thing. I'm going to stop... And so to that, I would say that there's Robert Downey Jr. who like figured out that like I cannot live an unchaperoned life. And so he doesn't. He also is not allowed to carry any cash at all. Because he knows that if he has cash, he will go buy drugs. Well, Samuel you Jackson know? says the reason why he takes so many roles is because he has to keep busy. Right, right. And so I feel like there are people who go down a path and they figure out how it is they have to control their demons and they put that infrastructure in place. Yeah, but I mean that I mean, but that doesn't necessarily speak wholly to what was said earlier. So that's why I was responding in the manner that I did. I, I think when it comes down to it, family is important. But um if you go back to the whole Kanye thing, Kanye might not have been like the most family oriented kid or his like the way he grew up. I know at one point he was in China for a year. So he might not have really had a really good understanding and a closeness with his family. When he was like coming no, up I, as a kid, I don't know. I, I think the real issue is his mother died and he hasn't really grieved. Oh, that's definitely an issue. Everybody knows that. He, I mean, he knows that. I mean, we like we all understand like the, how much that impacted him. I think obviously yeah. there's an issue with him and his father, 
and his relationship with his father because there wasn't enough masculine energy or male energy or whatever. Mm. There's, that's a thing. Uh, but um, all that all that to be said, man. Like I, I just, I just, there's so many like issues where you can see stars of, like you know who choose to be a particular way, like Keanu Reeves. From what I hear, whatever is completely not Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't have a big house, doesn't like do big house, like big Hollywood shit. Real, just simple, like off the grid. You don't really see like crazy stories about Keanu Reeves. Uh, Kendrick Channing, Lamar is that way, huh? Kendrick Lamar is that way. Kendrick Lamar, yeah. Channing Tatum don't even live in Hollywood. You know what I'm Kendrick saying? Kendrick Lamar said he purposely bought a house far. So people would not want to come there. Mm-hmm. I was like, "You are my people." Oh yeah, and he was sensible when he got his money too. He didn't do like crazy I mean, shit when he got his money. Yeah. So I mean, Warren J. Buffett Cole kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Warren Buffett lives in the same house that he bought in 1952. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, Warren Buffett got a whole different perspective though. Warren Buffett was on like you know because like he like Warren Buffett been rich for a minute. Like the rich, white people rich and black people rich two different things. It's different when like you're like uh. They are, but you know, he could have because he, he is have. so rich. He why is he still living in the house he bought in 1952? Because it's Doesn't not he like he was, rich. Mm-hmm. exactly. And well, not only that, but like being in finance, he could have relocated to New York. He could have you know gone to he Chicago. You know, move. but but they he's like in me. his little what, what is he in like Iowa or something like that. Like he's in some small little Midwest city. You know what I'm saying? In his a little dollar for every I time know, I saw an article about what Warren Buffett said about the stock market. He's in his little <laughs> pack of Midwest suburbia. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Chilling. You know, and he could be you know living you know at you know in his own little Buffett Tower in Manhattan somewhere. You know what I'm saying? But he's not, and I think that that speaks to you know who people are. Yeah. And it, so I mean I I think we're I I think we agree on that, um, mm-hmm. but yeah I mean interesting interesting conversation man like uh, all I can say is man like you know, I I I I'm wishing wellness for for Kanye. Cool cool cool. I am wishing wellness for a man in Chicago who was attacked by his girlfriend's ex boyfriend. Florida man flew to Chicago and cut off this man's penis. Florida man again. Because he was upset that the relationship ended. And then he flew back to Florida. Where he was, no. where he was caught. Tell me, he, he, which relationship ended? The relationship. Florida man was in a relationship with Chicago woman. Uh-huh. Chicago woman broke up with Florida man and started dating Chicago man. Mm-hmm. Florida man flew to Chicago, <sighs> sat in wait, saw Chicago new Chicago man, mm-hmm. cut off Chicago man's penis. How did he? He waited. But how did you? He saw the new boo. He allegedly walked up to him on the street, hit him in the head with a tire iron, carved initials into his leg, and then cut off his penis. Uh, wow. He marked his ass and then he cut his penis off. I cannot. That I is, cannot. That is not I cannot. Funny, that is, that the is man is suffering from brain damage from the blow to the head. Um he was found on the ground by someone and rushed to the hospital. I don't know where the penis is. I'm about to say, were they able to reattach the penis? Was this a John, a John Wayne Bobbitt? Were they able to, were they able mm. to save the Florida man made it all the way back to Tallahassee before he got arrested. That's unfortunate. It's not like he can sue the dude for anything. What are you, you going to get? 
means that this mm-hmm. man on the street somewhere hit another man in the head, pulled his pants, his pants down in public. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's Car- what I'm saying. Like how to- pants down. Like how carved his an- carved his initials in his leg, <laughs> and then cut off his dick. Oh, none of which is really easy to do because, like, even with a really sharp kitchen knife, it's really hard to like really cut into like human. Mm. Well, no, nah, like uh, when Lorena Bobby did it, then she just like she said it was like a, like a quick yank, and she got that. I mean, if it's not, nah, I, 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 what I'm just, I, yo, I'm saying like, yo, keep your head on the swivel out there. For Florida man, that's that's what it's it comes always down Florida to. man, isn't it? Florida man is a problem, yo. Donald Glover was letting us know what we already knew, hey. and what I know is that we're about to wrap this up. Be on the lookout for Justin from Tallahassee. Gird your loins. Hide your kids. Hide your husbands. Because apparently gird your they loins because that that's probably how I got them in the they problem. they yeah. they cutting off dicks out here. Yeah, she and carving initials into legs. Mm. Um, that is so crazy. Yeah. Wow. Oh. This weekend, but why though? Because we know that Samantha Markle is the epitome of white women fears. But why though is why is her son on a show in England about royals and aristocracy? I'm confused. They never gonna see that royal baby. But why though? And he the only American. I mean, also, Ratings. why did his mama show up to a palace with a note? Girl. Like, let me in. I got things to say to Megan. I'm did her she sister. actually think Megan was there? I guess so. Is she showed thing? up with a note like, look, I want to see honey? Megan. I got things to say to no, her. No. This is my note. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm ready for the ba- I am waiting for the baby shower that she throws that Megan don't show up to. And she moving her mama there. Like, no, I'm a mama. It's probably a smart thing because she mm-hmm. don't want her mother in the element that's, you know. I mean, but that's just another well, thing to, to, baby. to piss them off. Right. Because she said mm-hmm. she didn't want a nanny, but it's like, oh, no. Nah, she got a mom out the element. That's smart. Her mama teaches your class in LA. Her mama's a social worker. <laughs> 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 you know going to instruct the two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to instruct my ass off this mic, though. Um, I gotta go home and eat and tend to my husband. Uh, signing off, T Rich to my left, Da Vinci Parks, aka Leaving at the Third, and to his left, signing off, K Savage. Have a good week, friend. Yeah, have a good week and be on the lookout for Florida Man and take care of yourself and take care of each other. And don't have but, unnecessary conversations if you don't feel like it. Definitely be on the lookout for Florida Man, because if you, you then you won't be able to take care of yourself. Stay blessed, stay woke. <laughs> Peace.